0: Mine eyes have seen the
1: glory
0: of the coming of the Lord.
1: He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the faithful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Lord. He sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before
0: His judgment seat. Oh, be swift, swift my soul, to, to answer Him. Be just. Jew-
2: you to a very special Memorial Day service. We're calling it Remembrances. It's a desire of our hearts that you remember someone who gave the supreme sacrifice, that you allow that memory in these moments to lift your spirits, that somebody would care so much about your freedom that they would lay down their life. So let us remember those who have allowed us To be free in these moments. Dear Heavenly Father, we are humbled to be here right now. We remember a friend. We remember a loved one. We remember a mother or a father. We remember an uncle. We remember a grandfather. We remember those who who went forth to protect and preserve and defend So guide us in this time of remembrance. Allow our hearts to be touched by songs that are sung. Allow our hearts to be touched by letters that are read. In these moments, Father, draw us to yourself. We give you this time. In Jesus' name.
0: the sun I might have known If God had granted me a son The summers die One by one How soon they fly
2: To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. and a time of peace. O brothers, if my faith is vain, if hopes like these betray, pray for me that my feet may gain the sure and safer way. And thou, O Lord, by whom are seen thy creatures as they be, forgive me if too close I lean my human heart. To thee. Dear mom and pop and family, now that I'm actually here, I, I see that the chances of my returning to all of you are quite slim. Therefore, I want to write this letter now while I am yet able. I want you to know how much I love each of you. You mean everything to me, and it is the realization of your love that gives me the courage to continue. Mom and pop, We have caused you innumerable hardships and sacrifices, sacrifices which you both made readily and gladly that we might get more from life. I have always determined to show my appreciation to you by enabling you both to have more of the pleasures of life, but this war has prevented me from doing so for the past three years. If you receive this letter, I shall be unable to fulfill my desires for I have requested that this letter be forwarded only in the event I do not return. You have had many times more than your share of illnesses and deaths in the family. Still, you have continued to exemplify what true parents should. I am sorry to add to your grief, but at all times realize that my thoughts are of you constantly and that I feel that, in some small way, I am helping to bring this wasteful war to a conclusion. We of the United States have something to fight for. Never more fully have I realized that. There just is no other country with comparable wealth, advancement, or standard of living. The USA is worth a sacrifice. Remember always that I love you each most fervently, and I am proud of you. Consider Mary, my wife, as having taken my place in the family circle and watch over each other. Love to my family, Jack. Kathy, hey, it's me again. Aren't you just privileged to get so much mail from me? Anyway, today is Thursday, and they aren't taking out boxes until tomorrow, so I might as well write to you some more. I also found the shirt in the bottom of one of my bags, and I thought you might want it to wear around the house. So I sent it to you instead of throwing it away. Really, nothing new has happened since I wrote last. We finished the ramp project today. My old squad leader from the 3rd Platoon had a heart attack today. They took him to the hospital around dinner time. I hope he is okay because he was a really good squad leader. We're still preparing to move. I have to wash my clothes tomorrow and finish packing my bags, and then I'll be ready. I hope everything with you is fine. I sure hope I hear from you soon before I go crazy over here. I think this place has finally gotten to me. Well, I'll let you go so I can seal this box and get to bed. Take care. Love, Tom. Helen, my darling, you are perfection, the paragon of womankind. And you're my wife, and I adore you. And what's more, your first six letters came today. With them came my very life. For my heart was slowly breaking for words of love and tenderness from you, my beloved. It's impossible to describe what your letters meant to me. More than you can possibly imagine, I appreciate your love. I know full well you love me, but I can't see quite why. But I'm not going to quibble. I'm only going to love you more for loving me as you do. Then there's another reason for my good spirits tonight, as if your letters were not enough, I went to church tonight. Let me paint you a word picture of the church Picture a grassy hillside surrounded by mountains and a rugged-looking crew haircut and all chaplain dressed in fatigues, standing by a government-issued folding podium with a red velvet cover and brass candelabra minus candles, all placed on a couple of ammo boxes. Then just left of the pulpit, as you face it, you find a battered 30-odd key olive drab organ, a GI pianist seated on a five-gallon gasoline can. But what about pews and who occupies them? Well, they're roughly terraced rows with a handful of soldiers, mostly a little dirty and bedraggled, trying to keep from becoming more soiled by sitting on their helmets. Over there is a blonde and baby-faced young man, and beside him is a tough-looking hombre with a dark beard and dirty fingernails. And down in the front row are three Korean boys who just sang a couple of hymns in their native language. Self-conscious, to be sure, but even so, attesting to God's presence in the hearts of a people torn by war. And God is in this chapel. So near you can almost reach out and touch him. Only a couple of times in my life before this evening have I felt God's presence in such a way. Perhaps it was the place and the time, I don't know. Be that as it may, I like the way I felt. Good night, dear, and love our children for me. And miss me, please. Your man always, Molt. Molt died on August the 24th, 1952.
3: The day she turned 18, all dressed in white, going to the church that night. She had his box of letters in the passenger seat, sixpence in a shoe, something borrowed, something blue. When the church door
2: The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My dear daughter Anna Mary Someday I shall be able to tell you the conditions under which I write this letter to you. You arrived in this world while I was several thousand miles from your mother's side. There were many anxious moments then and since. This message comes to you from somewhere in England. I pray, God, it will be given to you on or about your 10th birthday. I hope also to be present when that is done. It shall be held in trust by your mother or someone equally concerned until that time. Also, I pray that the efforts of your daddy and his buddies will not have been in vain, that you will always be permitted to enjoy the great freedoms for which this war is being fought. It is not pleasant, but knowing that our efforts are to be for the good of our children makes it worth the hardships. With this letter, you will find a war bond of $25 maturity value and a list of names. A list of names to you, honey, buddies to me. Men of my company who adopted you as their sweetheart when you came into the world. It is these men who bought you the bond as a remembrance of when they were soldiers with your daddy. You will never know the joy I knew when I received word that you had arrived. Suddenly the sun shone through the fog. The mud paths seemed paved with gold. The boys thought I'd had, I had gone stir-crazy or maybe slap-happy. I guess I was a little daft. I want you to know that God gave to you for a mother the finest woman of his creation. I pray that you will grow to be as fine a person as she. I ask that you follow her guidance and her teachings. I know how much you mean to her at the time I write this letter. Such a love can never be forgotten. It is time that I close this short message to you. Should God decree that you never know your father, I want you to have this sample of my handwriting. I want you to know and understand that with the help of God, he will spend his life trying to make you and your precious mother happy and to provide for your needs and wants. I place you now in the hands of God. May he care for you and love you. May he see fit that we shall see one another very soon and keep us together into eternity, ever as he gave us his son to seal our salvation. Your Loving dad. Lieutenant Walter Shute read this letter to Anna Mary personally on her 10th birthday. My father was 32 when he died. He was in the Navy reserves and called back to duty near the end of the war. We never talked much about him growing up, and there's a lot I don't know about him. The enclosed letter was given to me by my mother about 15 years ago. It was the last letter my father wrote three days before he died. I read it every year on Memorial Day, cry a lot, and think of what a hero he was. My three teenage daughters also know their grandfather was a hero. I have the flag given to my mother, my father's medals, Purple Heart and campaign medals, and a picture of him in his Navy uniform. I served in the US Air Force From 1964 to 1967, I was fortunate to be sent to the Hickam Air Force Base in Hawaii. I was also fortunate to visit the Memorial Cemetery in Hawaii, and I found my father's name engraved in stone. It was quite an emotional experience. I'm very proud to be a veteran and prouder yet when I think of the ultimate sacrifice my father made. Jerry Deer. Tomorrow is D-Day at Iwo Jima right on Japan's front doorstep. We will go in and lay nets sometime during the assault. That is why I'm writing this letter. I have faith in God to help us through to victory, but am prepared to die for America and face our Lord if he so wills it. God who rules the mighty wave will decide our fate, so bravely we will face it. God bless you, my darling wife, and watch over you always. Kiss Ray for me. And tell him how much I love you both.
1: I know you're tired. I know you're worn. I know you're torn. And losing all your hope because you're so far from home. I know you're worried. I know you're scared. I'd like to put my arms around you. To show you I care But hope is in heaven It's not far away Just close your eyes He hears what you say Feel him around you He's everywhere Reaching to touch you Know that he's there Deep in the heart of the world He hears a soul
2: A smoldering wick he will not snuff out. How I wish this cruel business of war could be completed quickly. Entirely aside from longing to return to you, it is a terrible, sad business to total up the casualties each day and to realize how many youngsters are gone forever. A man must develop a veneer of callousness that lets him consider such things dispassionately but he can never escape a recognition of the fact that back home, the news brings anguish and suffering to families all over the country. Mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, wives, and friends must have a difficult time preserving any comforting philosophy and retaining any belief in the eternal rightness of things. War demands real toughness of fiber, not only in the soldiers that must endure, but in the homes that must sacrifice their best. Dear Mr. President, in writing the attached letter, I am reminded of our meeting in San Clemente a decade or so ago. I was governor of California at the time, and you were concluding a series of meetings with President Nixon. Those meetings had captured the imagination of all the world. Never had peace and goodwill among men seemed closer at hand. When we met, I asked if you were aware that the hopes and aspirations of millions and millions of people throughout the world were dependent on the decisions that would be reached in your meetings. You took my hand in both of yours and assured me that you are aware of that and that you are dedicated with all your heart and mind to fulfilling those hopes and dreams. The people of the world still share that hope. Indeed, the peoples of the world despite differences in racial and ethnic origin, have very much in common. They want the dignity of having some control over their individual destiny. They want to work at the craft or trade of their own choosing and to be fairly rewarded. They want to raise their families in peace without harming anyone or suffering harm themselves. Government exists for their convenience, not the other way around. Mr. President, should we not be concerned with eliminating the obstacles which prevent our people, those we represent, from achieving their most cherished goals? And isn't it possible some of those obstacles are born of government objectives which have little to do with the real needs and desires of our people? It is in this spirit, in the spirit of helping the people of both our nations, that I have lifted the grain embargo Perhaps this decision will contribute to creating the circumstances which will lead to the meaningful and constructive dialogue which will assist us in fulfilling our joint obligation to find lasting peace. Sincerely, Ronald Reagan. My dear mother, I'm about to go into battle and have instructed the company clerk to send you this letter in case I become a casualty. Hence, the receipt of this letter by you will indicate that I am either with God or a prisoner in the hands of the enemy. Do not grieve that I am among the missing, but rather rejoice that you have given a son in sacrifice to save civilization, to prevent future wars, and to make the world safe for democracy." War was absolutely necessary on the part of my country and although I was 34 years old and nobody expected me to go, yet someone had to go, someone must make the sacrifice, some mother must lose her son. In the light of these facts and knowing our country's great need, I volunteered and have never for one moment regretted my decision and I will not, although my life and a useful career must end. Life is not the highest boon to existence. There are ideals that are superhuman, interests greater than life itself, for which it is worthwhile fighting, suffering, and dying. Goodbye, Mother. I will see you in the next world. You may know I died fighting for you, my country, and all that life holds. Your son, Adrian. O friends with whom my feet have trod the quiet aisles of prayer, glad witness to your zeal for God and love of man I bear. I trace your lines of argument, your logic linked and strong. I weigh as one who dreads dissent and fears a doubt as wrong. But still my human hands are weak to hold your iron creeds. Against the words ye bid me speak, my heart within me pleads. Who fathoms the eternal thought? Who talks of scheme and plan? The Lord is God. He needeth not the poor device of man. Ye see the curse which overbroods a world of pain and loss? I hear our Lord's beatitudes. And prayer upon the cross. Yet in the maddening maze of things and tossed by storm and flood, to one fixed trust my spirit clings. I know that God is good. I dimly guess from blessings known of greater out of sight, and with the chastened psalmist own his judgments too are right. I long for household voices gone, for vanished smiles. I long, but God hath led my dear ones on, and he can do no wrong. I know not what the future hath of marvel or surprise, assured alone that life and death his mercy underlies. And if my heart and flesh are weak to bear an untried pain, the bruised reed he will not break, but strengthen and sustain. And so, beside the silent sea, I wait the muffled oar. No harm from him can come to me on ocean or on shore. O oh, brothers, if my faith is vain, if hopes like these betray, pray for me that my feet may gain the sure and safer way. And thou, O oh Lord, by whom are seen thy creatures as they be, forgive me. Forgive me, if too close I lean my human heart to thee.
0: He sips the sweet September air and fights the tears back. They call his dad a hero. That don't bring him back. He's got to be strong for his mom. Gotta sing amazing grace. There's determination written on his face. Old glory crossed the casket, says a thousand words. But stand tall, Billy, the only ones he heard. In the stillness of that morning, saluting of the guns, he's proud to be called his father's son. When he heard the words be seated from the preacher man He said, if you don't mind, sir, I think I'll stand Kids have never known a braver man, and they know he's in that chair because he took a stand. So I'll stand for the ones who.
2: Democracy is worth dying for, as it is the most honorable form of government ever devised by man.
0: The cost of freedom has always been high, but Americans have always paid it.
2: I regret that I only have one life to give for my country. It is foolish to mourn the men that died. Rather, we should thank those that live. Father, I thank you for these men and these women who have dedicated their lives to your purposes. I thank you for their vision. I thank you for their passion for ministry and for the church and for following after you. So, Father, guide them in all they do. Bless them as they go forward to be your hands and your feet. And in all these things, Father, we ask only that we serve you well, for we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Good day and God bless you.